Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be. It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanik. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome <laughs> back. It is your sports bros, Rob and Souk. I'm Rob. Sada Big Souk's right over there. We just spent the break Googling public health officials. <laughs> yeah, so the our top public health official is a woman by the name of Admiral Rachel Levine. Yeah. At least I think. Yes, and that is that is correct. She was of because we were talking about the meme of the public health officials. So they have one from the United States, one from Canada, one from Belgium, <laughs> and I think one from the UK. And uh, they all are um, they're all very large. Well, they're uh, fat. They're fat. I mean, I'm now, trying, to, trying to be nice, but they are they are very girthy individuals. And when I showed that to you, your first thing was that's not real. And then you Googled, well, yeah. and it's real. You got to be careful with internet. <laughs> no, you know? that's real. You got to be careful for. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I know. I you know. know. Internet will could be AI nowadays, right? No, unfortunately, yeah. there's no AI. So I had to real. double check with my own facts. Yes. I had to do my own research yes. online, and, she, and I have uh, determined that Rachel Levine is indeed our yes top and health official. Now she she's a trans woman. Yeah, she doesn't look as fat in a lot of the photo, like her bio photos, yeah. as she does in that photo that you have there. Well, you know. But, you know, we all <laughs> yeah, you know, we go through. Understand. Yeah, we, we I get we, that. Yeah, we gain some tract. Uh, but would you rather have somebody who is really, really in shape and stupid <laughs> or someone like this who's Harvard educated no, I mean, and I, an admiral? I get it. I just feel like if you are going to be the top public health official, <laughs> I need like five push ups. And like maybe a pull up or a burpee. I don't think that's asking too much. How about like maybe just like am I asking? How about touch your toes? How about bend over and touch your well, toes? That's not easy. So like you need just like the middle, like a mix. touching your toes. I, I'm not very flexible. I guess not that easy. You can still touch. And your toes. I'm not you that golf. fat. What if you we? Golf. Well, do I have to have my legs straight? I'll give you a slight bit. Just. How about I, I, I'm, I'm trying I'm to see f- at the break if I can do that. I'm I don't trying know if I can to find that. a bare minimum. <laughs> Right? Like, you are literally in okay, charge. Okay, five push-ups. Five push-ups. <laughs> I'm giving you the choice sit-ups. Five push-ups or ten sit-ups. I'm not even asking for the pull-up. Maybe the pull-up's asking too much. I get it. All but right. but some push-ups? 
How about even from the knees? Like some, some I can't call them girly push-ups anymore. I'm going to get canceled. Kneely push-ups. How about that? I, I don't think it's asking too much. If you are in charge of the country's health and, 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 and portraying and suggesting healthy lifestyles to people, just saying, be nice. Be nice if you could touch some toes. Let's say that's not fat. That's prosperity. Like In all these commercials for all the drugs that we're supposed to take, has anyone ever suggested to put down the cheeseburger and the uh, the giant coffee shake and you go know, for a walk? Anthony Fauci was saying that all through COVID. <laughs> Nobody wanted to listen to that fake news. Just take a Well, pass. because it's okay and it's socially acceptable and you're supposed to, you know, you're, you sound very fat phobic right now, just Suk. Take, yeah, Jerks. Damn. Just take a walk. Lay off the fats, <laughs> a-hole. Just take a walk. That's all. Just, look, we've all been there, man. We've we've all been a little bigger than we want to be. Just take a walk. Take a walk. All right, it finally happened. Uh, college football talk this hour. We have our poll question. We haven't gotten to that yet because we were uh, we were late due to Ducks basketball today. Yeah, well, we and and Ducks uh, post game. Don't don't forget about that. Uh, Club Ten Eighty. I have sunken treasure news. Uh, Yellowstone is back, but right now the hot five at five. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. Well, the Ducks were just too much for Georgia. <laughs> it's about time. You think there's some revenge factor there? Yeah. Like, yeah, take that, Georgia basketball. Well, you hope to hear that in football in January, but we are talking basketball. Oregon season began today in Las Vegas against Georgia. You heard it right here on the fan, or maybe you didn't. If you didn't, the final score was 82-71. to 71. Brennan Rigsby with 16 points off the bench. Uh, elsewhere, the Big Ten has informed Michigan that discipline for sign stealing could be coming soon. They have sent them the dreaded formal letter alluding to yeah. evidence. Michigan, by the way, is is doing the not. They're not denying anything. They're just saying, please allow due process. Michigan's denying nothing. All they want to do is get Jim Harbaugh through the college football playoff. Yes, and That's it's not, all they want to do, and it's not going to happen. It's just, it's not. Too many people have come out, and there's too much evidence. And again, they're not even denying it at this point. See, Central Michigan made their statement too. <laughs> Central Michigan has now gone from "we're looking into this" to "we can't uh, talk about what we found because the NCAA is investigating." Hell yeah! They're still not denying that it's him uh, on the sidelines. Jets host the Chargers on Monday Night Football. The Jets defense against Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts produced eight interceptions, eight sacks, and held them to a total or a combined. 17.7 points per game. They just need Zach Wilson to not screw it up. So tonight, uh, they get Justin Herbert. And, and don't look now, but if the Jets win, everyone else in that division lost. If they yeah. win, they're a half a game back of first place. The Giants have lost quarterback Daniel Jones for the season due to a torn ACL. The Vikings lose running back Cam Akers for the season to an Achilles injury. Uh, some quarterback news. Uh, Minnesota already saying uh, Josh Dobbs is their new QB1. <laughs> Duh. Well, that story is amazing. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, Falcons are sticking with Taylor Heineke, and Kyler Murray is going to step in for Arizona because Clayton Toon sucks. Yeah, so I guess uh, 
that whole deciding on an airplane thing, that, that didn't work out so well when they went with the tuner. Number three. Well, USC finally fires defensive coordinator Alex Grinch after giving up 265 points over his last six games. Uh, taking over will be co-defensive coordinators, defensive line coach Sean Nua and linebackers coach Brian Odom. I'm not kidding when I tell you that going back and watching some of USC play defense, I have never in my life seen a more talented team be so out of sorts in defensive schemes. It is unbelievable when you watch them play and you actually go back and look at film. I, if a if a junior high team was running that, I would go tell the coach that he needs to figure out another way to call defenses. It's that bad. Well, they finally took care of it. <laughs> I'm sure all their problems are solved. Thank God. Of course, the Trojans are in Autzen this weekend. USC dropping out of the top 25 for the first time under Lincoln Riley. Uh, 12th-ranked Beavers kick off with 5th-ranked Washington in two weeks, uh, slated for 4.30 on ABC. Did you see the UW, I believe, had 170-something yards before contact? Mm. Like that? Mm. You, I, I've just never seen anything like it from a talented team. It's unbelievable. Savage move by the Cubs today, poaching a division rival manager, Craig Council, leaving the Brewers and headed to Chicago for uh, five years, $40 million. He will be the highest-paid skipper in baseball. The Cubs' current manager, David Ross, was fired. Uh, the Mets and the Guardians hire rookie skippers. The Mets getting Yankees bench coach Carlos Mendoza. He's been with the Yanks for over 15 years in several capacities. And the Guardians replaced Terry Francona, who retired, with 39-year-old former catcher Stephen Vogt. Now, like, the Mets tried to get counsel. I guess everyone tried to get counsel, and I don't quite understand why everyone loves Craig Council so much, but apparently he was the guy and highest paid. It's funny how just some guys, they just, you know, when, when you're the hot name, strike while the iron's hot. Can I add that about Steven Vogt, too? It sounds like you no know, managerial experience. He's not even 40 yet, but catcher for many years in baseball. We and love catchers, just, yeah. Well, there's just a, a, amongst players, yeah. there's belief that he's going to do it. So I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, one Mariner note, uh, the team decided not to extend a $20 million qualifying offer to outfielder Teoscar Hernandez, so he is becoming a free agent. And didn't they trade stupid. for a backup catcher, too, from the race? Yeah, no no one's, no one that goes on their 40-man, but that hey, was such a stupid hey, move by the Mariners. Backup catcher, what are you talking about? Get excited. Uh, the Blazers are 3-4 and four on the young season, and now another injury. Simons is out. Wait, who else is out? Well, Robert Williams is out. Well, that's what I'm getting oh. at. But wasn't there another one? Simons was out. Another one for Scoot's, Scoot's out. Well, yeah, Scoot. The ankle injury. But his yeah. isn't a long-term yeah. one. He just rolled his ankle a little bit. Now big man Robert Williams has a kneecap injury, and they are saying he has two options for surgery. One is a cleanup procedure that could keep him out two to three months. The other would end his season. Well, and the problem with that is Robert Williams has been very injury-prone. It's the real knock on him there in Boston. Um, so that sucks. But, you know, I don't like, Where were you going this year? I mean, honestly, it's about development. I mean, it sucks for Robert Williams. But, I mean, I, I guess from a trade standpoint, because the idea was that maybe at some point in the season you were going to flip him. Look, just keep playing the, the babies and see what happens. I mean, Sharp has been a tremendous bright spot for you. Playing hard. Former Blazer C.J. McCollum has a collapsed lung. He's going to be out several weeks. That happened to him here, too. Yeah, the second one. He missed 18 games. And then James Harden is making his Clippers debut tonight. In New York, he has yet to score in the first quarter. 
I thought he had. No, he's he's played before. He went over. Or maybe, maybe that, this is the starting his starting debut. It's possible because yeah, his first game he went like zero for six. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a point. So I think I think he's played there before. All right, well, there's your hot five at five. It's brought to you by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victoricos.com. Let's get into what happened on the college football gridiron over the weekend and uh, the firing of Alex Grinch up next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, well, the Ducks' first basketball game was on The Fan for the start of our show, so we could not report to you today's poll question. Although those of you that follow us on social media, you probably already saw it. Yeah. It's on Twitter, at 1080thefan. Or X. X, yeah, whatever they call it. Today we're asking you which college football team is currently the one no one wants to play. Well, of course this is a biased poll. Sure, but I think it's the correct answer. Uh, Oregon, Washington, Alabama, or Georgia? I think it's Oregon. I really do. Um you know, I mean, Georgia. You give the, for Georgia's offense is is has gotten a lot better. Um, they had a tough one uh, against Missouri, but I mean, look, w- Georgia should get the benefit of the doubt. They haven't lost in twenty six games or something. Yeah, twenty six in a row. I mean, my God, like give Washington this, has lost in sixteen. Sixteen in a row. second. You know, so the, the answer, you know, for most people, if you're just going with, you know. 
give them give them the respect. It's it's Georgia, but if you're going off of just how teams look, I get why people say Oregon. You know, Michigan would be an answer, except they haven't played anyone, so we don't know. Like Michigan just steamrolls everybody. They've literally played nobody. So I mean, I, I think all three of those are correct answers. I think you can make a strong case for Michigan. You can make a strong case for Georgia. But from an eye test, I get why a lot of people really like what Oregon has going on. I do find it kind of fascinating that everyone's crapping all over the Huskies when two weeks ago, the team that everyone says no one wants to play, Washington played them and beat them for the second year in a row. And yet we still refuse to give Washington any credit. You can't take anything away from Washington. No. But uh, we want to for some reason. I know. Uh, Well, I guess that's what happens when you don't look that good against Arizona State and Stanford. Yeah. Makes us not trust you. But at the same time... Um, Proof's in the pudding, dude, and they they're, won. They're undefeated. Yeah. They've not beat Oregon just once. They beat them twice. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know, until somebody beats them, it's... Well, and they they look right now, I mean, they're going to be significant favorites. No team in the Pac-12 has ever gone undefeated in the regular season, and, and Washington is on the precipice of doing that. Now, they got a, a tough one against Utah, but again, Utah's offense doesn't scare me at all. And, you know, Oregon State, that's the one. Um you know the beefs can the beefs can give them a run because we know Oregon State's a much different team at Reeser than they are on the road, and and that's going to be a tough challenge. It's just that I don't know the the Beavers' pass defense scares me a little bit against what Washington has going on. If they you know if once Penix is healthy and uh, you know if McMillan ever comes back, well Washington throws the ball. It's terrifying. Go ask Oregon. Yeah, there's but of the teams on the list, even though they're undefeated, I think Washington for most people comes in last yes. because Alabama. Well, Alabama and Georgia, you just trust. Mm-hmm. And Alabama's getting better. You know, Jalen Milrow is getting better. Their run defense uh, is is a little scary. I mean, before he got hurt, Daniels was was carving him up. I mean, this certainly isn't the, the best of the Alabama teams, but give them credit because everyone wrote them off, and I mean everybody. And they have just, they are plugging along, and they're getting better and better and better, and there they are sitting at whatever eight in the country and, and looking the part. But it's kind of cool to have Oregon and Washington, you know, in the same breath as as those yeah. schools. Well, I would, I would make an argument here that would be, I would be very interested to see what would happen. And I know things would have to break the right way, but if Oregon runs the table and, and Washington runs the table, and they do meet again in... The, in, in Vegas, you're talking about a, a top probably three to five matchup. And let's say Washington loses in a close one. They lose by a field goal much the same way Oregon did. Why couldn't you have two Pac-12 teams? We've seen it before. Yeah, you could. We, we've seen it where we have two teams or a well, team that didn't win the conference get the nod in. So There's just going to be so much... Yeah, that all depends on other teams. Yes, and how they fare. Yeah. You know, what if Ohio State and Michigan play? Uh, well, they will play. And what if um, Ohio State wins that? Yeah, and they're both one-loss teams. Yeah. What if? Well, Georgia and Alabama play, and mm-hmm. Alabama wins that, and they're all one-loss teams. Yeah. So it's just there's so much to, to. I mean, it's hard to even talk about that because we just don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, it's. It appears Washington and Oregon are on a collision course, although uh, the Huskies next two, I wouldn't look past Utah, and then they go to Corvallis. Man, those are yep. those are dangerous. Yep. And Oregon, meanwhile, you know, I don't know what you think, but USC, I just don't. <laughs> I want to write them off, but I just don't. No, and you never With know. Caleb Williams and, back there? And you never know, right? You fire the defensive coordinator, and your season's basically over. 
Is this one of those where you finally get some pride that steps up and maybe they change some things, maybe they simplify some things. And you look with the Raiders, you know, this week in the NFL where you fire someone and, you know, that's it, it's, it's a it's a double-edged sword because a lot of times we talk about when you fire the coach, either it's the sign that we're all running up the, the red flag here or the white flag and we're surrounding, or you get the, hey man, F this, we're going to go out and, and prove that we aren't dog mess, like that our, we, we still are a good team. And so... I'd make the argument, if I'm an Oregon fan, I didn't want Grinch to get I wanted to be the one that put the nail in his coffin. I don't want to play USC when they're, they're, they're just making this coaching change. And we know that the USC defense or the USC offense can still score points. So I, I trust Oregon at home. I think USC has been a fraud. I think I've been saying that for the last month and a half. But it's still a very talented team with Caleb Williams. That game by no means well, is a gimme. As bad as their defense has been, you're right. They have a new outlook on their defense now. Yeah, just in time for this game, and they've been playing close games. Yeah, I mean, we can call them, you know, a fraud and say that they're they're just not an easy out. No. They're just not. I just thought if Washington beat them, I thought that that USC would just roll over and die. But I do think that the firing of of Grinch may breathe some life into USC. I said, I think that's the worst thing that happened to Oregon was them finally growing a pair and and, and firing their defensive coordinator. But we'll, we'll see because ultimately, like Oregon should run the ball for nine thousand yards against USC. I get that Caleb Williams may be able to put up some numbers um, in 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 in, in Austin and, and throw the ball around. We'll see what the weather's like, but. Dylan Johnson, no offense to Dylan Johnson, he had twenty six carries for two hundred and fifty six yards. And I believe 170 of those came before contact. Bucky Irving may, he may die from just running, like exhaustion. He may run for a thousand yards and then just collapse marathon style in the end zone. Like, yeah, I mean, that, but that's what I, I know. It's, it's so hard not to trust Oregon against USC because yeah. watching USC, it's just like, dude, how on earth are they going to stop Oregon? They yeah. can't even stop Utah. In Cal. No. Um, so they're not going to stop Oregon. At the same time, Washington said the same thing. And were it not for a holding penalty, you know, USC scored the go-ahead touchdown in that game. Yeah. But it got called back due to holding, and then Williams got sacked, and they had to punt, and that was it. It was one stop. Yeah. One stop. And that's, you know, that that's, I, I, I would imagine Washington went into that game going, man, we're going to put up a lot of points on these bros. And they did. But they did, so, so but they, yeah. it was a one-score game yep. with eight minutes left. Yep. So, ah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, <laughs> I think every game when you get down to this, scary. to get down to this point in the season, and when you're Oregon, you have no, uh, there's no cushion, right? Yeah. UW has a cushion. Believe me, like, if UW loses to Oregon State, you still have a cushion. You go into the, the Pac 12 title game, you win, and, and you're, you're fine. You're still in. Whereas Oregon, you know, everything you, you have in front of you, you can't stub your toe again. And so, yeah, I, I still think the biggest test, and I know Oregon State fan is all down on the beefs today. I was listening to Dirt and Sprague, and, you know, they're— Why? You know, well, just the idea that it was a it was a close game against Colorado, and people don't trust DJ, and now there's the, should we go to Childs and all this stuff. Oh. Like, everyone's down on Oregon State because Oregon State isn't— They, well, they controlled that game, though. They did. That was not— I mean, it was weird that they let him back in it. Yeah. And that's not encouraging— at the same time, they controlled that game. I think the idea is we looked at Oregon State last year as a 10-win team, and we said, look, all they need is a better quarterback, and this team is is a championship-level team. And they they, they had an upgraded quarterback, and don't 
try to tell me that DJ isn't a big upgrade over quarterback. It's a huge upgrade. But at the end of the day, you look at their two losses, and one of them against Arizona was a coin flip game. The Washington State game, I know that was a three-point game. That's fool's gold. Washington State dominated that game a lot, like Colorado and, and Oregon State. Um or yeah, Colorado and Oregon State this last week. Like Washington State was in control of that game. They made a late flurry there. But it does feel like Oregon State hasn't made the jump that people were hoping that they were going to make. With some of the close games and we just look at the way they play, they they remind me a lot of last year's team. A very good team that feels probably a step behind the truly elite teams of the conference. You still have two more shots, right? You got Washington, you got Oregon. Prove it. But I think that's the frustrating part for Beaver fan is I think they were expecting a bigger jump than what we've seen. And it just goes to perspective because it, what would we say a number of years ago, if I told you you were seven and two and you're rolling in, you're going to be eight and two. What if I told a Beaver fan three or four years ago, you're going to be eight and two going into the final two weeks of the season with Washington and Oregon and basically control your own destiny. I mean, but now that's not enough. Now we're going we're going to sit there and we're going to, you know, boo hoo, you know, because it's it's not quite what we thought it was. And I don't know. I just I, I think sometimes the perspective on Oregon State fan is is a little kooky. And I also think that it's 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 doubled down on the fact that people think that this was kind of your last chance at glory because of the uncertainty of the conference thing. And it just feels like I don't I don't believe Oregon State fan thinks that they're gonna be able to finish this thing off and obviously beat Washington and Oregon. Because how many teams are beating Washington and Oregon in back-to-back weeks? I mean, you're, you're talking about beating the five and six team in the country in back-to-back. Well, uh, the kookiness of the Cal-Oregon game was on display early, and we will get to that when we get back. And the rest of the weekend in college football, where a lot of uh, elite teams kind of struggled their way to uh, wins. We'll get to that when we return. But first, Schultz with SportsCenter. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, good little college football weekend. A lot of the top teams won, but, you know, kind of scuffled. Yeah, Ohio State's struggling with Rutgers, although yeah. I just feel like that's Ohio State. That's some scares. Like, you I know, that, that pick six, I was watching that game because I was like, man, Greg Schiano, he's a pretty good coach. Let's see what Rutgers has going on. And then it's like, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. But they were up, uh, let's see, Ohio State was leading 14-9. to nine. And Rutgers was driving in the third quarter inside the 10, inside the Ohio State 10. And they got a freaking lucky pick six. Yeah. And the game was over because, you know, it's just hard for Rutgers to come none play the, from behind. Then the second half, they, you they know. Well, that was in the third quarter. Yeah. The, the, or, that, wait, was that in the third quarter? I think it was, was that... in, it was in the third quarter because they, they scored 14 and 14. And yeah. I think, so I think that was the first score in the third quarter. I mean, quarter. you may look at that final score and go, oh, Ohio State handled. Ah, that was pretty close. Texas ha- had a scare. Um, the The start of the Oregon Cal game was drunk. <laughs> Let me read you the first eleven drives, and this is some, both teams. Some of the dumbest, like like fluke turnovers you'll ever so see. So weird. So you had an interception, 
interception, touchdown, punt, punt, fumble, touchdown, field goal, fumble, touchdown, <laughs> missed field goal, safety, and then the game started. Yeah. And then, like, for, for a brief moment, you were kind of, like, had that. It was, like, it was a rainy day. Yeah. You had the turnovers, right? Then the, It the, felt the, like a, one of those a, weird days. Yeah, defensive touchdown, and you're like, okay. Uh-oh. You're like, oh, boy. And yeah. then, like, you look up, and you're like, oh. Even even in the, the Cal came out and scored in to, to start the, the half. And I think at that point it cut it. I think they missed the two, if I remember correctly. So it was like a 16, 17-point game. And you're kind of sitting there like, I don't, all right, well, you know, maybe Cal. No, no. No, it's, but you're right. It, it just it it felt like one of those like oh my god this they're is gonna gonna, lose. they're gonna be one of those weird games and then Oregon just put their foot well, on the gas and thanks for coming. They'd only turned it over what like twice all year or something? something like that. And Nick's throws a pick around the first play. Yeah, and then it's like oh yeah. So I, I I mean we've all had that feeling. You know that feeling where it's like oh it's gonna be one of those days. And so maybe that's what's different about this Oregon team. You know now is that even when the game starts like that and it's pretty ugly and messy. You, you know, they just, they never wavered. They put their foot on the gas and absolutely, I mean, they beat them by over 40 points. Yeah. I mean, they just, they just drubbed them. If, so. if that's a bad start, ends up with 63 yeah. points. Like I, 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 this is the first time all year I've said this as a true duck fan, but I'm like, I'm all right with it. That was, that was just fine. Well, it's just, it's, it's, that's what's different about Oregon. It's like, I think it's just, it's hard to drag them into deep water. Yeah. Uh, this well, team. We, we've seen, you know, we've seen two teams drag them into deep water and, you know, one in Texas Tech and, and Oregon responded and one in Washington and, and, and they didn't. So, like, that's, I thought they look uh, the Washington game. I thought they did respond. I thought they had a good second half. They just I mean, they screwed it up. They just made some, you know, obviously the game management decisions we've talked about ad nauseum. Yeah. They had the game tying field goal. Sure. And the guy missed. So I, I don't know. I thought that I thought I didn't think they. I guess the idea We're is particularly you, bad. You've been in deep water twice. You won one and you lost the other one. Yeah. The other ones haven't been. Well, I just what I'm saying is haven't been close. I think this team and I think a lot of people <laughs> have been talking about this. I mean, I was golfing yesterday with somebody who was a Duck fan was asking about this. It's like, hey, is this this could be their best team? I mean, they're just so we just trust them, right? Like they're yeah. just they're tough. They're and and it it is true those those feelings you used to get about and we talked about this with Joey on Friday. It's like in November. Watch out, they're gonna slip up yeah. because they just always have. I don't get that sense with this team. And that game right there was prime slip up material in the first quarter. And they won by 40. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. They just it feels different. It just feels far more trustworthy. That doesn't mean they're gonna win the rest of their games. It just means, you know, those old feelings of, oh God, when's the other shoe gonna drop? I don't know, man. <laughs> To me, I look at it, and I, I feel like it. In order to beat Oregon, there you just there needs to be a certain kind of talent level. I, I think when when you look at the way they're playing, I don't think they're going to get upset by an Arizona yeah. State or no offense to a, a Cal, even Utah with as depleted as they are. They just they're they're too slow. They don't have the athletes. There's no one there that can push the edge. And maybe that's the new that. Yes. This is like a new factor that yeah. didn't always no. that, that wasn't always no. the case. And I just think that they are at a the, the way they play and the efficiency, uh, especially with with their athletes, and then the way Bo Nix is playing. I just don't think that you're going to be able to come in and ham and egg your way uh, into a, a, a win. Um, you're going to have to come in and, and take it to Oregon. You're going to have to make them uncomfortable. And I'm just not certain how many teams are able to do that. But when you look at a team like Washington, with their ability to throw the ball, they made Oregon uncomfortable. Until Penix got hurt, 
Washington did whatever the hell they wanted offensively. They they absolutely trashed this defense. And that's the thing with USC. Oregon is so much better than USC, and they should run for a million yards on the on the Trojans. But Caleb Williams and those receivers, they can give Oregon problems because as good as the Oregon defense is, and, and it is, I mean, in the, in the country, in a lot of metrics, it's a top 10 defense. I think in the conference, it's only trailing Utah. Make no mistake about it, Texas Tech threw the ball on him, Washington threw the ball all on him, and USC will be able to throw the ball on Oregon. So, you know, I'm not nervous about USC, but that is a team that can have an advantage. And then you look at like the, I don't think Arizona State has anything to offer them. Then you look at the Beavs in the Civil War, and I ask, can they bully Oregon up front? Can that offensive line... And their ability to run, can they shorten the game? Like, USC just has to outscore Oregon, kind of like what Washington did. Oregon State is a team that I think can give Oregon problems because they may be able to run the ball, control the clock, shorten it, and then you don't have to stop Oregon, you know, time after time after. You just need to limit it to maybe seven possessions, get one fluky turnover, maybe one stop, and then try to muddle it up like they did last year. So... That's that's my thing with Oregon. You aren't going to get beaten by us by an inferior team simply because you're having a weird night. It's not happening. Like against Cal. All right. Well, uh, let's look at the rest of the college football slate and everybody that pulled it out. Texas pulled it out. Alabama did a nice win. Yeah, big win for them. You know, and it, it helps when you know you knock out uh, Georgia Daniels, which that wasn't a cheap hit, but just you know, tough hit, tough hit. You know, I don't I don't consider that cheap on on Dallas Turner, but um, you know, once he went out of the game, yeah, nothing. Although I I, I got to laugh the fact that Brian Kelly and Jimbo Fisher are having the years they're having. It it makes me chuckle a little bit. It's a you lot. Love that. It's a lot of money, and you throw in Dabo. Oh God, three of the most unlikable douchebags yeah. in college football all taking it in the shorts. All right, we'll get to that next. Wrap up the hour on the fan. Me, I'm super fly, super duper fly, super duper fly. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Well, the theme of this week was they pulled it out. Top 10 teams, Ole Miss, Bama, Texas, Washington, Florida State, Georgia, Ohio State, they all pulled it out. Yeah, Nobody, Nobody lost. Doesn't have to look pretty, but. No, it doesn't. Although it is interesting to me, Texas, God, they should have lost. Yeah. They tried to blow that, but they win in overtime over Kansas State. You know, I was thinking about it today, and. Again, there's way too much football left, but uh, Texas and Florida State, two one-loss teams in leagues that they probably should win their championship, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, like, the other leagues, Ohio State's going to play Michigan. Michigan's got Penn State this week in um, Happy Valley. Yeah. That's not easy. Oregon's on a collision course to play Washington. Alabama and Georgia should meet in the SEC title game, so all those teams will play each other. Texas and Florida State, there's not a whole lot no. standing in front of you. Texas, the big one is they got to get Quinn Ewers back. You no, know, was it uh, you know Murphy who didn't look good at all through a couple picks? And I mean, I know everyone's yelling for Arch Manning. I don't. I, mean, I again, I'm not at practice, but you know Murphy certainly isn't the answer there. So I mean, that's that's part of the reason why Texas is is having their struggles. You anyone loses their quarterback? I mean, that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, they said Ewers is almost back to practice. Yeah, they said so. so. Hopefully, he comes back at some point if you're if you're but Texas. But you're those right. those two teams. My point is Texas and Florida State. One of those is probably going to be a one loss Power Five champion, yeah. and they ain't going to that tournament. Doesn't feel like it. You no. know, it depends on how the other 
leagues break, but well, I mean, if you're if, if you're Florida, I'd be nervous. If you're Florida State, keep winning. You know, that's because the ACC doesn't have a lot of love to it, and neither does the Big Twelve. But they're, you know, you just you better keep winning. You better keep winning. And Texas sitting there, even if you win, that makes me very, very, very nervous if I'm a Texas fan. Because you're assuming if Florida State goes undefeated, the SEC and the Big Ten are going to get nods over you. And there's a lot of respect for the Pac-12. I mean, believe it or not, I think Texas is kind of in trouble. (laughs) To be be honest, he's sitting there. Even as a one-loss champ, I don't feel good at all if I am the Texas Longhorns. Well, they got the Bama win, and that's a big one. That is a big one. They've won everything since. So you got that. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't feel good if I'm either of those teams based on how this is unfolding so far well, but again well let me ask you this so oregon is ahead of texas they're yeah. the so let's let's just play devil's advocate here if 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 we assume that the big 10 and mm-hmm. the sec get one in right just always seems to be that way they're getting one in mm-hmm. and if florida state doesn't stub their toe they're in you're down to one spot if washington wins out sorry texas thanks for coming and if oregon wins out right and that means that oregon would have wins over oregon state uh who will you know be at least a top 25 team. USC, I don't know if that's necessarily going to count as a big win, but you'd have wins over that. And more importantly, you would have a win over the top five or four team in the country in Washington. Texas, the rest of the way, has TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech, and then would play... I don't know who's on the other side of that. Oklahoma lost again. Oklahoma again in the Big 12 title game. They ain't jumping Oregon. They ain't jumping Oregon. They ain't jumping Washington. So if you're Texas right now, you are absolutely sweating bullets with the way that this is going to shake out because you're already behind Washington, you're already behind Oregon, and there's nothing on your schedule that leads me to believe that you are going to be able to jump Oregon or Washington if they either one of those teams keeps winning. Yeah, they're going to want Florida State to lose. Yes. And then if it's between Florida State, one lost Florida State, one lost Texas as champs, you can maybe have, make a case yes. because of your Alabama, Alabama win. Alabama win. But if Florida State keeps winning and... You know, I, I, I'll, I we looked at this like a, a little bit ago, but I don't remember Florida State having anything super daunting left if on their slate. Miami, North Alabama, is that daunting to you? I, I don't think so. Nor is Miami at home. No offense to the Fighting Cristobals. And, and they're playing at Florida. At Florida. Who, by the way, Florida, I think, lost again. I think they're like five and four. So, mm. you know. Well, it'll be interesting to watch because, uh, yeah, it just feels like Oregon and Washington – they just control their own fate. I just think, you know? it, I and just that's think a cool it, place to be. I just think it'd be hilarious if the whole Texas is back thing. If Texas wins the Big Twelve and as a one loss team doesn't get in, I I would laugh. I, the Big Twelve I, I never chuckle. gets into the tournament. Uh, mm, TCU. I mean, TCU got in last year. Oklahoma's been in a couple times, right? Yeah, maybe I should say the Pac twelve never gets in the tournament. There you go. <laughs> It just feels like the Big 12 always gets left out, but maybe they don't. Yeah. I'm going to go look at that. Yeah, because Murray, Kyler Murray played in it. I think Oklahoma's yeah. made it a couple times. TCU made it last year. I don't think anyone else. I think it, that comes down to, remember that one year that Baylor and TCU were both there, and they both got the heave. They didn't make it. So I think there is that around there. Well, my Jayhawks are trending toward it. Rock chalk. As well. I just don't see a way, unless there's just an unmitigated disaster, the, the pac is getting a team in. and Yeah, Like I, I said, I think there's a real chance that if, if things broke the right way, I you could make a case that the Pac-12 gets too. I said if Washington and Oregon both went out the rest of the way, 
and they meet in Vegas, and that is an epic game like the first one was, and Washington loses by a field goal, how is that any different than what TCU did last year? Remember TCU? And by the way, TCU did not look dominant all year. TCU was white-knuckling their way through it, and they lost a close game in the Big 12 title game to Kansas State and were a one-loss non-Big 12 champion, and they got in anyways. And so if if you're Washington and you win and then lose a, a close one to Oregon, Absolutely, you have a, an argument to say that you belong in that. But again, you would need some, yeah. some well, things to break your way. It'll be fun to watch. Um, Chargers have a 14 nothing lead on our Jets. Yeah, because the Jets have given up a punt return for a touchdown, and then they fumbled twice. They've had the ball three times, and they fumbled twice. Yeah, it's not good. What the hell, man? Not good, Barry. Um this is yeah. You and I are big Jets guys tonight. Well, they'd be fine if they'd stop turning the damn ball over. <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, their defense looks pretty good, but yeah. they just uh, shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, Garrett well, Garrett Wilson fumbled, and then Zach Wilson fumbled on back-to-back drives after giving up the three-and-out return for a touchdown. The stupid Wilsons. And by the way, they just negated another run. They're, they're not yeah, just, they're screwing up. They're not shooting themselves in the foot. They're shooting themselves in the schwanz at this point. All right, let's move on to the club hour. Uh, tonight, what do we have for you? Sunken treasure news. Damn right. And uh, Yellowstone is back. <laughs> that thing's still going. <laughs> like Kevin Costner sh- took that thing out back and shot it. Not quite yet. Mm. Uh, so, those items uh, to kick off the club when we return it is 554 on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 